and welcome to a special edition of the Tomra Talk Circular Podcast. As we begin a new year, we thought it might be a good time to review 2021 and look towards 2022 with a circular eye. And to do that, we've brought back our very first guest of the program. I'm Mitu Moran, and our guest today is Dr. Folga Realman, Executive Vice President and Head of Recycling, Mining, and Circular Economy at Tomra. Folga, welcome back. Thank you, Mitu. So, Folga, to say the very least, 2021 has had its share of change and challenges, ushering in new governments, for example, in industrial countries like Germany and the US, global supply chain disruptions, catastrophic weather events related to climate change, COP26, and the ever-present pandemic. And here, of course, I'm talking about COVID. How, Volker, will you remember 2021? Oh, yes, me too. What a year. Uh, a roller coaster, uh, indeed. And, and of course, you know, the pandemic is above everything. I mean, look how we started the year in a deep pandemic, lockdowns everywhere, businesses in crisis. But then, faster than we all expected, situation improved, at least here in the, in the Northern Hemisphere. And again, it was technology that helped us. Vaccines helped us to get out of the pandemic. Summer was good, much better than expected. Low infection rates. We were able to meet in person again. What a joy. You know, I, I, I met people. You know, I've been working with you know, first time within a year. Uh, that, that was fantastic. But here we are again. Pandemic is back, new variants hitting us hard. It's going to be a difficult winter. So for sure, you know what, we all will remember 2021, you know, as, as being a year of the pandemic. But apart from the pandemic, what I will also remember this year for is that the climate change, you know, for sure, the most difficult challenge of our lifetime that we are facing now has really become front and center in many discussions all over. So, Volker, I couldn't agree with you more on the terms of climate change. What changes have you seen in 2021 to mitigate some of these climate change issues that we're having? Yeah, me too. As I said, I think we are all starting to see that climate change is a challenge of our lifetime. And, you know, that's, of course, a very important starting point that we all realize it, that this is a challenge of our lifetime. And I've seen many initiatives coming together, starting from politics. Think about the green recovery program in the EU that started in this year. Up to industry initiatives towards decarbonizing our world. Think of electrical cars. I think in hindsight, we will say that 2021 could be seen as a breakthrough year for electrical cars. Car manufacturers are now taking this serious and are really focusing their efforts towards this. In our industry, the transition towards a circular economy is continuing. Value chain is coming together to find and develop solutions. Here, I think, for example, about you know, our Tomra Talks event in October, where we all came together, many different stakeholders from the value chain. And in my eyes, this was an excellent example of this value chain initiative, where we jointly developing solutions. And I think another example of coming together would have been COP26 this year. One thing we learned is that a lot needs to happen if we're going to stay within the 1.5 increase by the end of the century, which was established in the Paris Agreement back in 2016. Right now, 
we are on track to actually be at 3.0 degrees Celsius if we keep going, even with all of the plans and all of the pledges in place. What do you think needs to happen in the short term? That's, of course, you know, a very difficult question. But for sure, I, I have some thoughts about this. I think many ideas, a lot of ideas and many solutions have been discussed and presented. It's not that we don't know what we need to do. I think what we all need to realize need to realize is that we need to be much more committed and that we need to be faster in our transition to decarbonizing our industries. There's still so much resistance from established players everywhere. I honestly I also still see you know too many greenwashing initiatives. The real challenge is that no country or even continent can solve this alone. It's a global challenge that requires global solutions. If, for example, we in Europe move forward and others don't follow or even try to take advantage from that, the world won't succeed. So it is a technology challenge. And here I'm very optimistic, you know, because I'm a you know technology optimist. I think you know we will find solutions if we put our heads together. But on top of this, it's very much also a political challenge. And on both of these challenges, we need to really work hard on. But to summarize, what needs to happen in the short term? We need to take it serious. We need to be much more committed and need to act much faster than we do. I think you've touched on some of these points, but let's go a little bit deeper. What's your outlook for 2022 and perhaps beyond? Here you're probably referring to, you know, circular economy as such transition towards a circular economy. I think, and you have noticed it by now, I'm an optimist. I think 22 is going to be a good year for the transformation to a circular economy. In Europe, we see the effects of the ambitious EU legislation with clear targets for a circular economy. More and more countries will introduce deposit systems or will decide in 22 in which year to implement it. We see a lot of investments happening in 22 into infrastructure projects to collect and recycle more material, in particular plastics. The pipeline of projects that are you know, getting closer to realization has never been as good and as high as it, it currently is. Within, but it's not only Europe, it's also US with the new Biden administration. We will also see a lot of investments into infrastructure projects taking place in the United States. And on top of that, even on a global scale, more and more countries will start to enter into the circular economy transition. Companies that, that have never before cared about uh, recycling or circular economy we see first regulations taking place in so many different countries, first real recycling projects where you know, real recycling takes place. And in these you know, more developing countries, it's very often PET, the PET bottle-to-bottle transition that, that is happening, driven by some really progressive and forward-looking industry players. So I'm, I'm very optimistic for 22. So you've mentioned that the pipeline has never looked better. 
Um, and maybe you've already touched on this, but what do you think is driving that? What, what do you think is driving the momentum that you've just spoken about? The momentum is coming, as, as we have seen for quite some time, from various angles. It's a combination of consumers who want things to happen. I think that's where it all starts. We are realize, realizing that we are exploiting our planet beyond its boundaries. And I think more and more are realizing that we can, cannot continue like that. Resources are finite. Let's face it, there is no alternative to a circular economy. We need to reuse our resources. We cannot just exploit them. That won't work. And this push from consumers is, of course, you know, taking influence on politics and on big companies and organizations. So politics is coming up with new rules and regulations and many companies, bigger companies that in the past have never really cared about circular economy or recycling are coming up with pledges and commitments that have not been heard before. What's important is now that we, you know, take them all serious and that it's not just greenwashing, not just saying that those pledges and commitments are real and, and will be realized. So we all have a role to play. Oh, absolutely, definitely. And, and, you know, as always, start with yourself. And that's something you probably tell your two sons, as always, start with yourself. Volker, the younger generation seems to be telling us that when it comes to climate change, we are not doing our job, not taking it seriously. A lot of, as we heard recently, blah, blah, blah. What would you tell this younger generation? Why should they remain optimistic? Yeah, first of all, I think I would tell them, I think you're quite right. There is a lot of blah, blah, blah. And as I mentioned before, we need to take it much more seriously. And I would thank them for making themselves hurt. I would encourage them to continue pushing us. The younger generation plays a very important role here. Uh, in, in keeping this subject on the agenda. It's them who will suffer most, much more than us, me to you and myself, from, uh, from this climate crisis. So I think they have all the right, and I'm very impressed by them, and they should simply continue pushing us. And the question, why should they remain optimistic? I mean, first of all, because I think optimism is, you know, is the driver for progress, if you're not optimistic, if you don't believe in a better future, you know, why, why should you start changing something? I think it's, it's generally important that people stay optimistic. And despite all challenges and drawbacks, I mean, the history of, of humanity is also a history of progress. Science and technology have generally made the world a better place. I think that if you, if you look all the facts, and, and despite all the challenges that we still have, no doubt, but if you look at some general data and, and, and facts, people live significantly longer than they were living, let's say, 1,000 years ago, even 100 years ago, even 50 years, uh, years ago. So many more, more people have gone out of poverty uh, over the years. Still too many that are you know, living in poverty. But if you look at the data and facts, so many people have been coming out of this. So it is history of progress. And I think we, we can and we will continue with that. I would call myself a realistic optimist. And I believe in science and technology. 
And if we start to seriously work on the challenges and put our best minds together on it, we can and will find solution to what is surely the greatest challenge in human history. A realistic optimist. I like that. And it's a very good description of you, Farka. Farka, thanks again for joining us. I know you're very busy. Um, and I really appreciate the time that you took to come back and speak to us. We look forward to hearing more of your insights in the future. And until then, I wish you and your family a very good 2022. Thank you so much, Mitu. Thank you for, for having me here. And of course, I wish you all the same. And we also look forward to hearing your insights from a circular perspective. Please feel free to leave a comment and send a mail circular economy at tarma.com. Otherwise, see you in a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm.